Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Goodbye, University. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for our Rock Your Busy LOA Way call for the month of October. We had a scheduling change at the last minute, but I've got a topic that I think we're all going to benefit from today. In fact, I think this has the potential to be a career-changing or a work-altering gathering. I'm, I'm going to pose a couple of questions. I would love for you guys to be willing to answer them on this call. And if you're listening to the recording, then do it off of the call. But this isn't the sort of subject that we get any benefit from by considering hypothetically or abstractly. The magic happens when we engage it. And that's what I'm going to challenge all of us, myself included, to do. Okay, And that's also my long way of saying I want to hear from you for some ideas, for some inspiration for each other and for everyone who's listening to the recording. So, so I want to start off with a couple of questions. I'm wondering, who here is good at not rocking the boat? I got my hand raised on that one. Is anyone else good at that? Not rocking the boat. Going with the flow. Smoothing yeah. things over. Making sure everyone's happy. Are yeah. you skilled at anticipating the desires or expectations of others? <laughs> Are you maybe perhaps driven to fulfill those expectations? If you know how to give people what they want, if you like to fit in, if it's important to you to be accepted and approved of by others, mm-hmm. if you answer yes to any of those things, I think mm-hmm. it's possible you, and when I say you, I mean we, because that certainly applies to me, we are bad at failing <laughs> and to be good at living our best lives, I think we need to be good at failing to hit our objectives and goals, at letting others down, at dismissing the shoulds and the supposed tos of our life, of breaking the rules and willing to make a ruckus, to stand out and be disapproved of, and to be willing to prioritize inner guidance above the rules and the expectations of others. Because I think that, right? It holds us back (laughs) a lot. What what I'm really talking about here is I'm inviting you to entertain, and that we all, every single one of us has heard this question. We've seen it on Facebook or social media a bazillion times. I'm not exaggerating. What if you had no fear of rejection or failure? What would be different for you? What would that liberate you to create in your work or in your business, in your job, in your career, if you had no fear of failure, no worries about being rejected? I think that what ha- the magic happens here when we find an answer for ourselves and act on it, not just mm-hmm. contemplate the question or like it when we see it, but to really be willing to live it in just even one way. I, I watched a um, a video by, oh, I forget who they were. Oh, oh. Two guys, this, they had filmed it back in 2013. They had a challenge. They were entrepreneurs supporting other entrepreneurs, and they were challenging everyone to go out and ask for a discounted cup of coffee. (laughs) Just wherever you buy your coffee, 
ask for a 10% discount. And they were talking about the experiences that their audience members were reporting by being willing to engage even the simple fear of someone saying, no, I will not give you a discount on your coffee. Mm. They said people were having huge psychological lessons in just being willing to. One of them told the story about how one guy, like for a week straight, he'd, he'd go to one Starbucks and then he'd just order his regular coffee and leave. He'd go to another Starbucks later in the day, still not be able to pull it off. After several days in a row, he finally said, I cannot go home until I ask for my discount. And he went to three stores that day trying to get trying to get the nerve, not to get the discount, but to get the nerve to ask for a discount. And when he finally did, it was a Starbucks. Apparently, Starbucks never discounts. But the guy at the register really wanted to give it to him. And he asked, are you a mall employee? And the guy says, well, no. And the guy gave him a mall employee discount anyway. Okay. I'm, I was laughing at something so small at how it's so hard for us to, to get used to or to get comfortable with someone telling us no. And I know that we, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, we reviewed Rejection Proof a book that was basically built by a guy who set out to experience a 100 different rejections just to overcome because he recognized where the fear of rejection was holding him back in his life professionally. So it inspired him to do crazy things like he'd go ask a random stranger in a neighborhood if he could plant a flower in her front yard or someone he'd go ring some guy's doorbell who was watching football and say, hey, can we play soccer in your backyard? And just crazy things. He'd ask a Dunkin' Donuts, will you make me a customized donut in the shape of the Olympics rings? And he had a hard time collecting no's because people wanted to say yes to him so much, even to ridiculous requests. But in his process of engaging those experiments, he learned how to be more bold. What I think that the potential that holds for conscious creators is that it allows us to hear and act on our inner guidance better than ever. Because when we think about if we were operating without a fear of rejection or failure, what that liberates us to engage and to create, I think that's an exciting thing to contemplate. So what I'm inviting us to do, I want to, I want to ask you to pretend that you didn't know how to anticipate problems or that you didn't know how to avoid them. I want you to imagine what if all you could do was dream a big dream and go for it. Like, how different would that look from what you're doing right now? I say this because I don't think we realize how our skills at avoiding failure are keeping us from our highest success. Because our inner guidance, our inner being, it's always calling us forward on the path of dreams come true. But we talk ourselves out of following that guidance because we're good at not taking risks. Because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to upset someone else. We don't want to risk failing. Even when those might be very smart risks for us to take. I'm thinking about, this is making me think of a time when I did ignore someone else's advice and I didn't care. It, I heard the guidance so strongly. It was when one of my very first coaches told me, whatever you do, don't call yourself a law of attraction coach. No one will know what that is. I did it anyway because I was good at listening to guidance. And shortly, at, when I say shortly, maybe a year and change later, the secret came out, and people were actually Googling for law of attraction coaches. And ta-da, there I was. Um, or when I had another business manager once upon a time tell me because of my background in financial services that I should be a money coach or I should sell products to salespeople on how to make money in their corporate freaking jobs. The fact that I use the F word when I say that is an indication of what bad advice that would be for me to follow. 
so there have been times when I'm really good at ignoring what others say and being willing to disappoint someone else. But but there are plenty of other times when I don't. And And I think we can each discover for ourselves where we're doing this. If you imagine where you hold yourself back, whether it's in your work or your job or your business, because you're good at avoiding rejection or failure, look at where you're doing that and consider what would be different if you didn't have that, if you didn't know that routine. I know for myself, there have been some things, oh, some things I can still remember the inspiration of, but there was a part of me that was like, I didn't want to spend the money on it because I didn't want to be a person who wasted money or spend it foolishly. And that's just because I'd read a handful of quote-unquote experts who had, who had said, don't believe the hype, this stuff doesn't work. I didn't want to be the idiot that spent that kind of money. <laughs> Laughing now because that was not from my own inner guidance. It was someone else's, it, their experience or their fear projected on me that I embraced that held me back from following what I can I still and it was like a year ago and I can still feel the inspiration of it that's how powerful it was I know sometimes um I'm afraid to disappoint clients and so I do things I schedule myself in ways that I wouldn't if I didn't care what someone else thought that doesn't happen very often but sometimes and in fact I got a good example of that this week when I could see where a scheduling change would be really helpful for me. And the conclusion that I came to was that I should email this person and ask if there was another time I could accommodate them just to make my day easier on that day. So that was a sign. I'm starting to get this right. But boy, do I know there are some some things that would be different for me. Like even when I had a job, I didn't ask my managers for enough support in delivering good work to the clients. I didn't ask them to go above and beyond. There there were a few occasions, but I didn't ask boldly for big things. And then there were times when I didn't ask my clients. I didn't when I had a corporate job, I didn't ask my clients enough in order to take really good care of their employees. I just did what was expected. I did it the way it was always done. I did what I was supposed to in order to gain everyone's approval. But you know what? You know whose approval I didn't get in that process? Mine. And that's the only one that matters. Because when I'm out, when I'm out of that kind of alignment, I am not a match for highest success. When, but when I ask this question for where I'm at in my business right now, what would be different for me if I didn't know how to fear failure or rejection? Instead of me trying to get it right when I'm writing a blog post or a podcast or a newsletter, I bet you money I would be more authentic. I'd be more spontaneous. I'd be more inspiring because it'd be more from the heart. I'd certainly be more productive because I wouldn't have to run everything through my will-they-like-it filter. That would for sure be different. And instead of just going along with what was expected, you know, what it means to be a life coach, what it is to run your own business, instead of just doing it how it's supposed to be done, instead I'd be able to hear my own true heart, my inner guidance even better. And Who knows what that would say to me? I'd like to find out actually. That's what I would like to hear better than knowing how this is supposed to be done. I know another one that just came to mind. The, my my blog, okay, that goodvibeblog.com, it's been on that template or that, what do you call it? It's got a structure for the blog. It's been on it forever. And I know that the makeover, which kind of scares me, <laughs> the makeover scares me. I've been putting it off for a couple of years now for fear that 
I won't like it when it's done or that my readers won't like it. But here's what I think is more likely to happen. When that site gets the makeover that she deserves, a ton of good things will happen. I will love her even more. Readers will love it even more. Google will love it even more. It'll be more mobile-friendly. I'll feel like I have my big girl pants on. It's like it will take me to a level of success that I have not yet owned while I'm keeping her safe and sound in her current format because I'm nervous. I'm scared of change. I'm so, I, I'm so resistant to change. That's one thing where I resist inner guidance a lot. I have a big, I'm just going to say fear of change. That, and that would be a beautiful story for me to change about myself so I could stop perpetuating it. Okay, I'm going to open this up to you guys next, but what I want to do is issue a challenge to each of us. If you weren't afraid of someone telling you no or of failing miserably or of disappointing someone else, what would you do different in your work? And whatever answer you come up with, the challenge is to do that, to get comfortable risking failure. In fact, those guys on the video were talking about how if you go out and you ask for a discount on your coffee and you get it, you need to fail harder because you have not learned anything. Well, you have. You have for a lot of people. It was a life-changing thing to recognize, wow, I can risk this and I still i am okay. I just read a Facebook post, someone saying they had a really tough phone call to make, the kind that made them like breathe really shallowly. But she took a deep breath. She went to a, a peaceful spot. She remembered this is just one human talking to another human. She picked up the phone. She made the phone call. She waited on hold for 40 minutes, and she talked to a person about whatever she needed to talk to, and it was and it was done. She survived, and it wasn't that bad. She didn't share the details of what it was, but I know that we do grow just from being willing to do the scary thing. But I love that the guy who said, "If no one tells, if no one told you no, you got to go fail harder." <laughs> There was lots of inspiration from that book called Rejection Proof. I got a lot of inspiration from my business partner, Lisa Hayes, who had a coach many years ago who challenged her to go collect 50 rejections before their next coaching session. And she did that by stopping handsome men on the sidewalk and asking for their number. She was a totally married woman at the time. She did it by asking for free desserts in the restaurant. And when they say, said yes, she'd ask, can my six-year-old come behind the counter and help you make it? I mean, she... She was a pro at it, and much as that kind of an exercise inspires me, I have never engaged it myself. I, all I'm asking of myself and everyone on this call is to just imagine what's one thing that you would do differently in your work if you were not afraid of failure or rejection, and then to go do that. And I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on this topic. If, if you've got a thought to share or a tip for how to do this or if you want to go public with what your challenge is, we'd love to hear it. I'll check chat room to see if I have ooh, I do have some people muted. I think that's the I think it's Talkshoe that's muting you guys. So I'm unmuting. If you have background noise, you can star six. Veronica's asking the name of the book and the author. I know it was Rejection Proof, and I'm going to have to Google for the author's name. I will do that really quickly. I don't know how to pronounce it. Gia, 
J-I-A, first name, last name, J-I-A-N-G. Really, really, really inspiring book. At least I thought so. And if no one has anything to share, then we I have, have had a super... I oh, have a question. Is this Veronica? Veronica. Yes. Nice to hear you. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. So, because I'm wondering how far this can extend. Uh, ooh, I don't know. This might be tricky. All right. So I'm working on product prototypes. And on the original topic, it was like, oh, good, because I am sure going in circles on this. Um, I'm making decisions. I'm sorry. Years, right? A lot of details. Um, well, no, because now I wonder, wow, how far, mm. how far does this extend? Does this extend to products that I might love and it hasn't been market tested and mm. that that may be part of my inertia, right? Mm-hmm. You know what, Veronica, I'm just realizing you might be right. Here I was apologizing for the bait and switch on the subject at the last minute, how I changed it up, but it might be the same thing that that sometimes sometimes not all times but sometimes where we are stuck it's because we are afraid of getting it wrong and to just completely eliminate that possibility by pretending we don't know what that's like we're not afraid of it or maybe we do know what it's like but we can take it in stride it's no thing that could be the very thing that gets us unstuck it's an interesting thing to consider hmm. hey. I'm going to try that. Thank you. <laughs> right on. Um, guest five, I think this challenge is good for me because of how uncomfortable the prospect of it makes me. I agree. That's a good sign. Or does the discomfort mean it's a bad idea? It depends on who's in, what those thoughts are. If it's gremlins that are saying, oh, don't do it. You're going to regret it. It's going to be bad. Gremlins are never right. If it's your inner guidance saying, no, you're on a great track. There's no need to go do anything crazy. You've got to find out where those where those thoughts are coming from. Um, but I know this much, that if we're already really, really good at hearing our inner guidance and honoring it, no matter what, then this call, is, you, there's probably no mm-hmm. benefit for you. Right. The ones that it benefits for, or that it benefits, are those of us who consider the inner guidance that we get. We consider how will others feel about it? What happens if it doesn't work? Uh, what is there to possibly lose or risk? If we start evaluating inner guidance, then this challenge, you could get a lot of bang for the buck. And I know as good as I am, and there are a lot of situations where in social situations, I'm pretty good at, I will ruffle feathers, I will upset people, I will make no sense, and I'm willing to do that. But it's kind of a different arena for me when it comes to do with business where I want to play it smart, where I want to... I want to I don't want to risk the success that I have. There have been there have been subjects that I have not addressed because I have worried what other people would think, whether it's I don't support a colleague in what in her position because I mean I, I don't even want to elaborate on it because I'm pretty good at that already. What I want to be better at is not worrying where the chips fall. If I'm operating from inner guidance, there's no way I can go wrong. Absolutely no way I can go wrong. But I know that fear of failure, fear of rejection gets in the way of that, of following that inner guidance on a 100% track record basis. I didn't say that well. Uh, Guest five, when you think of the people who are really successful, they have their own vision and go after it. I 100% agree. 
Yeah. Oh, and, and guest five says it was totally gremlins. Brent wants me to restate the challenge again. Yes. Here's here's what I'm proposing we do, and maybe someone has a twist on this that you'd like to like customize it. And if you do, would love to hear how you're doing that. But what I'm interested in doing is asking yourself if you weren't afraid of either someone's disapproval or of getting it wrong and totally missing the mark or of disappointing someone or not living up to others' expectations, if you weren't afraid of that or worried about that, what would you do different in your work? And whatever you would do different, the challenge is to do that. So first we ask ourselves the question to identify what would we do different and then to go do it. Jeanette, I have a share. Oh, let's hear it. Is it Dana? I just wanted everybody else to talk because I always talk. Oh, Dana. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I know. Okay, so here I am. This just happened to me. So in January of this year, I got really strong guidance to not do numerology. Yeah, and everybody goes, That's oh. weird. I, what's weird but is we I just love got your, But we love your numerology. Everybody, yeah. oh, we love it. That's how we know you. You're the numbers lady. But it was never my original intention to be a numerologist. It was my intention to be a life coach for a very specific purpose. I just got goosebumps. With people, again. which is the same thing that is my challenge, right? So where I'm challenged is where I'm the most powerful, and I know that. Mm-hmm. And so hitting the wall with my business, with, with crickets, right? That's what I call it. There's just crickets right now. There's no, you know, no activity, just crickets. And hear me say that, the universe is saying, but we're sending you lots of money. That, right I was going to say, yes. feels worth questioning. It can't be totally crickets, but anyway, I'll let you finish your story. I, I won't fabu- interrupt. I have, I have a few fabulous clients who love mm-hmm. me, who mm-hmm. would scream to the universe how mm-hmm. amazing my guidance has been. And, mm-hmm. yes, I love them back. And so the clarity came this week about just this because I was trying to please the people around me that saw me this way. They wanted to put me in this. As the numerologist? Yes. And I kept saying, but that's not who I am. I really want to do this. And so I asked literally yesterday morning i'm not joking i asked spirit all right i surrender i give up enough you told me in january this is what you should be doing you didn't listen you listen to other people you took the mm, safe way i don't know Mm. if that's it the safe way um the more familiar way but the funny thing was when i was given guidance about my niche yesterday it was a niche I'd considered a year and a half ago that somebody mm. steered me away from, and I listened to them. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then, yeah. as I'm considering what's downstream, this niche is my pure joy. <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have to prepare for it. I don't have <laughs> to get any better at it. I rock this niche. This niche is something I can talk about all day long. It lights me up. It it makes my heart so happy. And why? Why did I not listen to that guidance? For the same, oh, I can hear my mother. I can hear other people in my life. It's supposed to always my mother, but I can hear people, right? <laughs> <sighs> and having to explain, you know, having to defend. And, and I'm the person. I'm the peacemaker. I'm born in the year of the rabbit. 
I am the peaceful little rabbit. Mm. You know, I'm the cancer. Mm. I'm the nurturer. I make mm. everybody feel good. And mm-hmm. so that has not served me. I hear As a Libra, I can relate to what you're sharing, Dana. Yes, because it's all about, you know, yes, I get the Libra mm-hmm. thing, too. My dad's a Libra. So, mm-hmm. so yesterday was like this big, like, okay, so I said, all right, spirit, fine. I hear you. I love what you're telling me. It is freaking juicy. I need some signs. Not one hour later, I get an email from somebody that I had not heard from in six months that is exactly the coaching niche of people wow. I want to show up and serve and love. <laughs> Waiting six delivered. to hear from this woman. Then I look at the clock. It's 12-12. I go, okay, <laughs> it's an angel number. Let's type it in. Let's see what it means. And it's exactly the energy telling me this message that you have shared with us today. And I was like, okay, there's two within like three hours, pretty major signs. And then my joy, and then I couldn't stop revising my website. I went in there. I took everything off that had to do with numerology except for my two offers because I don't know how to take them off because I'm not quite that good. (laughs) I left them on there for now. They're just sitting over in the corner. But I completely revamped my story and who I am and who I serve. And I'm not, and I didn't go ask anybody for permission. I would have normally run that by people. Right. right. I would have run it by some key people in my life. I mean, like, Ming's not on the call. I would have run it by Ming. (laughs) Ming, she doesn't listen to recorded calls. I didn't run it by my own coach because I didn't want anyone, anyone to challenge. I did tell her I was reworking a lot of stuff and that a lot's going on, but he didn't get specific because sometimes it's like Abraham says, you just got to be quiet about it. Exactly. If, you know? if our, once our inner guidance chimes in, we don't really need to know any more than that. We really don't. Right. And I can feel the juiciness of it. Like, I, I did run it by my daughter, who, who, who just goes, again, duh, mom. Like, seriously? <laughs> How come it took you so long to figure this out, right? Because I'll announce to you what my coaching niche is. Should I do that? Or should I yes, leave it you totally should. It? Be bold. Show us what mm. it looks like. I love mothers. I love mothers, and I love mothers of multiples. And I can talk to mothers of multiples who are balancing multiple babies at the same age, at the same time, who are ready to pull their hair out from a law of attraction perspective. Oh, boy. I could see why it's you a, get juicy about that, Dana. Well, yeah, it'd be like you, you know, with, with your animals. I mean, yeah. you could just be a coach for people who have animals. And you know how to do that in your sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm balancing three children under the age of three, and ha- I held an executive job with a husband that was worthless. I mean, come on. I, did, I was like <laughs> freaking Wonder Woman. But what was I at that time? I was aligned. I was tuned in, turned on, whatever Abraham says. Yep. I was so in alignment back then. I was I, Everything I did looked effortless to everybody. They would look at me okay. and say, how do you do this? But see, it was alignment. And I look back and I go, it's a sweet spot I can coach around. I know this. Here's the thing. When you have that kind okay. of passion for what you're doing, other people feel that passion. Mm-hmm. And the, the universe conspires for you to succeed at it when you are allowing it, when you are saying yes to it. Like right. There isn't anyone who didn't just hear your rampage for your love of that work <laughs> who will forget that that's what you love doing when they talk with someone they will know, oh, hey, I know someone who can help you with this. That's how 
that's how clear and powerful passion is. So yeah. thank you for sharing that, Dana. I'm really yeah. excited for you, and I couldn't yeah. ask for a better example of what it looks like when we say yes, when we go for it, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, try to get the safety nets in place and make sure everyone yeah. approves. So everybody's and, happy. And, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for letting me um, do my rant because it's the first rant I've had on it. <laughs> well, I'm, let me know when it's time for me to update your listing on LOACoaches.com. Oh, it's going to be on GVU. there and GVU and right perhaps even an offering. So, you know, a call. Wow. So every, everything's super shifting. cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Yeah. Parents could use LOA Savvy support. That's going to be really exciting to see. <sighs> I've been giving it to some of our inside family, but, um, you know, they're, yeah. Hey, Dana, you might have some good input on a question that Veronica posed. I know she just just hung up the phone to go to her appointment, but I wanted to. My appointment will be. If she says, is it gremlins versus guidance? Talking great question. She wants to know favorite ways to discern this. She's thinking the body compass is one. I agree. The body compass is where you um, yes. your your physiology will tell you whether it's mm-hmm. coming from an inspired source or from a constricted source just based on how mm-hmm. it feels. Martha Beck teaches that one. If anyone want, doesn't know what the body compass is, Google it. You'll find good info there. But basically, it's as simple as imagine something that you love that makes you feel like, for me, it would be Elvis. Hold something mm-hmm. that you love in mind and then pay attention to how your body feels. You might feel something like an expansioning in your chest or a lightening of the shoulders or just a lightening overall. Some people feel it more in their stomach or I don't know. You'll feel, But you'll feel it in your body. You will feel something shift when you entertain something that you love. Uh-huh. Then entertain something that you don't love. Uh-huh. Corporate job could maybe be that for me. And then, um, and you'll likely feel some sort of constriction or a heaviness yeah. or some people feel like a a color like a darkness or a cloud. Anyway, that's your body compass. So you can hear your yeses in your nose. So when you yep. entertain something, you can just you'll know whether it's coming from gremlins or guides based on how it yes. feels in your body. But there are other ways we can know that too. I actually had written a blog post on this many, many years ago after talking with other coaches about how they coached their clients to know the difference. And it included things like uh, if it's long, rambling sentences, that is more likely gremlins than guides because guides that in, that insight from guidance that comes in short sparks, sometimes just even in, in one word. It doesn't mm-hmm. go on and on and on forever. It's in short bursts, and it feels good. It feels uplifting. It never feels dark or heavy or restrictive. Um, what are some other tips for us to know the difference? Anything come to mind, Dana, or anyone else? For me, it's expansiveness or contracted. So if I feel contracted, I don't know how to put that into words, but I can feel it. It's a body felt. It is a body. You know, it's a felt sense. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. I feel contracted, it's definitely a gremlin. Uh, if I feel expansive, and if it's really like this juicy one that I just shared with you, it's the thing where the time, you, you forget the time. Yeah. You start working on your website yeah. because you're so passionate about like, like, you know, energetic teachers tell us that we should act on inspiration immediately. We're not to wait. If we get the inspired idea, it's right. juicy in that moment. Yep. So it was like, oh, I got to do this right now. I have to change mm-hmm. this right now. 
Mm-hmm. I have to because the woman who called me who wants to speak at her Mothers of Multiples Club meeting in November is going to go to my website, and I want it to be ready for her mm-hmm. to see that this is who I am. I want right. to put this image out to the world. So that and contracting and expansive is really a big one for me. I agree. If it makes I, me feel like getting up and moving or I can feel the physicalness of it, like, like yeah. I actually want to get out of my chair and start moving like around. Like a vitality. Yeah, it's got an yes. energy to it. That's Like there's a yes catalytic. to it. Yeah. Yes. That's mine. Mine, are, it feels like an exclamation point, a green light, or a big fat yes. <laughs> and I'll feel like all of a sudden I have all this energy. And then I have to tell you that last week when I was in – I've been doing alignment practices like crazy just to stay – in this happy space, right? Because the contrast is so thick that last week time slowed down like I cannot remember since living in Hawaii. Like mm. it was only 11 in the morning and I had done so much. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is what Abraham talks about. Like we can play with this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you're in alignment. So that is also a sign to me that well, we're not working with gremlin stuff when agreed. the clock sits still, right? In, in and fact, you think I you just, blogged about that. I, well, I pulled up the super old blog post on gremlins versus guides, and the first one there says, gremlins don't move you into power. Higher guidance does. And that's what you were just describing. It right. moves you. It literally, like, inspires literally. you to action. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other one, uh, gremlins are fear-based. Higher guidance is love-based. Right. And then we've already covered the other ones that are on that list as well. So that was a good question, Veronica. Sorry we didn't get mm-hmm. it to answered till after you hung up. Um, oh, I'm still listening. Yeah. Oh, Veronica's still here. Hello. Oh, yay. Hi. I have a few more minutes. I was just gathering up my papers before I head out. And, Did you have um, anything to add to that, Veronica? You probably got some good insight on knowing the difference. Well, I think what was coming up is um, I, I would – love to work in inspired action like all the live long day like that's kind Mm -hmm. of what I'm insisting on but that's um ooh, that's not entirely practical um boy even see we're afraid of the ramifications we're afraid of what we think it will mean if we do something so crazy to just honor our guidance 24 7 and Abraham would say look if it really feels crazy then then it doesn't feel good. Like quitting your job and running, leaving your kids home to fend for themselves. Not that that's what your guidance would say, Veronica, but, but anything that feels really life-altering in a scary way, um, Abraham would say it doesn't truly feel good for us to consider that. But if we, re- if we followed what did feel good, then there is no way for us to go wrong with it. And that, I think, is a really powerful thing, powerful thing for us to contemplate whenever we are being stopped by reasons we think we can't listen to what inner inner being says. Mm, So if we're making, I'm just thinking about a decision that came up this week on a piece of equipment that I just need for a little bit. And I, the best I could get to was just some clarity. And then I started looking at checklists, right. In terms of, well, pros and cons. And if I did this and maybe I should do that. And it's just like, cause it wasn't an exciting decision. It was just like, Mm. well, to get to the next step, I feel like I need to do this. Um, mm. you can tell my, I'm really excited, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the difference between you talking about that and what Dana just shared, we could all tell. <laughs> right. So, aye, aye, aye. Okay. Baby steps, though. I mean, we talked about this on another call the other day. We could, we could just, oh, yeah. I, 
I mean, my challenge was just pick one thing and do it. The guy's challenge, pick one easy thing. Ask for a discount on your coffee. But, um, but no matter how we engage it, that's where magic happens. It's in engaging it, not in entertaining it and never doing anything with it. It really comes from being willing to ask ourselves, okay, what would I do different if I weren't afraid, and then do that. Now, Abraham would also say, look, we would never advise moving forward in fear. I can get that. So I think it would be nice if we could clear those fearful gremlins out of the way before we followed through on our inner guidance. But... Um, and that might that could be as simple as we're conscious creators. We know how the system works. We have an advantage that other people don't. We know, we know how it works. So when we're working it, I think that can help put those gremlins in their place so they don't seem so legit, seem so scary. And having said that, if there was something that I had tremendous fear around, I'd probably pick something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd work my way up. I'd start with something that maybe doesn't feel like it is going to be as hard for me to manage belief-wise, um, and then just get good at it. And the better the the better I get at this, the easier it is to engage even on the stuff that before I never would have even considered. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I have a future topic request, and then I'll sign off. And it has to do with um, time, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. I noticed that's that's the the um, limiting or the contradictory mm-hmm. belief that pops up a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you okay. consider doing that, yep. but becoming friends with time, LOA and yep. time. Yeah. Anyway, we probably good. have a couple of calls in the archives. There is one book that I found highly inspiring on this subject. It's called Creating Time by, I want to say a Greek author. I don't remember her name, her first name or her last name. Okay. And it's really designed for artists. It included a lot of art projects. I didn't do one single art project, and I still benefited from that book tremendously. I'm a big, such a fan of it. I kept it on my on my on my shelf. That's nice. for me the highest compliment I can pay a book <laughs> to keep a copy <laughs> in my physical space. Um, but Thank and you. I know we have done a call on it before, but let's we'll do one specifically for entrepreneurs. So thanks for the request veronica and thanks for joining us today you're welcome thank you so much does anyone else have anything to add or ask or should we wrap up today well this is tom oh tom thanks (laughs) i'm another guy that likes to talk (laughs) um you know we love when you talk tom (laughs) oh thank you i really love to hear that um you know what what comes to occurs to me is the the book by um Gay and Katie Hendricks by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap and it's about how you know in their in their 40 combined years of coaching um over 20,000 people they they found that the main thing that people are limited by is their upper limit problem and the upper limit is the thing that says how much fun can I really have in this lifetime you know how expansive can I really let myself be and I feel like that's the main issue that comes up for me you know like it's it's sort of like this way that I was raised, I think, to believe that um, you can only expand so much and you better stay in a proper framework so that the society around you, family, friends, and everybody, you know, like you stay in with the sheep, you know, you, you stay like everybody else. Um, or something, you know, if you want to be secure, you better watch your back constantly and you better be sure you're counting your money and and making sure that you're taking care of all those survival needs, you know. And 
And then there's this other way of looking at it, which is that if I give myself completely to the universe and to totally to my infinite self, then isn't doesn't that mean that I I will sort of be willing to take the lid off of just about anything, and and then mm. see what happens as I take the lid off here, take the lid off there, take the lid off here. Like for example, like if there's a lot of clutter in my life, which there's some, you know, and I've been getting rid of it, but there's a lot more that could go. But I I hesitate for months and months and months. Well. That's a huge thing that if I would just have the courage to take the lid off that one and just declutter and declutter and declutter, I think it just opens those doors to my unlimited self more and more to come forward and say, now what do you want to do next? You no longer are bound by that old thinking, by that old stuff. And the same as like, like for example, I, I, really, I printed out this really cool quote of Abraham the other day, and it says, uh, being outside and breathing deeply, relaxing and letting go, and letting good stuff come to you easily is the most beneficial thing for you to do today. This is productivity to the max. Living with a wow. substantial part of your day being about pleasure and delight in this earthly paradise is how you are the most productive. Trust us on this. When you do this, when you get outside and move around and savor the view and notice things big and small with pleasure and enjoy them, you are as productive as you can possibly be. Wow. And and so I went out today, and I went out over the weekend, and I just accepted to go to a trip to Tucson just to spend time in the desert. And I'm just like saying, you know, if I do the things that feel really good to me, really good to me, will the universe take care of my money? You know, will I somehow still have, you know, I mean, even even if it, it takes me away from this business, what if it takes me in a completely other direction to follow my bliss? And I just keep following it. And I just keep following it. Like, will the money just be there? Well, everything I'm reading and hearing from all these um, unseen realm beings say yes. You know, yes, yes, go for what you love. Go for what turns you on. Go for what makes you happy. Is, is your life fun? Are you feeling good? Are you expansive? Are you singing? Are you laughing? Are you dancing? You know, and it's for me, it's like, damn it, you know, I am so want just only that in my life that's all i want you know well and, and it has to do that when we don't believe otherwise the only way that it couldn't is if we block it by believing that we have to work for money and for some people that is a really tricky one to get around but yeah. yes the system is reliable when we are not standing in the way of it well just to read that thing from abraham saying that you're the most productive you right? can be when you're out on your walk in the woods it's like oh yeah Damn, I'm going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Thanks for that share, Tom. That feels like it's really relevant to what um, Veronica closed with, too, with her comment about mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Thank right you, everybody. On. Hey, Brent. Thank, thank you, Tom. And Brent, let's hear what you have to share. Oh, gosh. Um, this is really something that I really needed to hear today. Um, it feels like, you know, when you were talking in the difference between gremlins and your inner voice, um, the gremlins make you feel bad when you talk to them. You know, it's just oh, like, jibber right. jibber jabber. Oh yeah. And then you, you feel if you feel down or lower every time, then you're talking yeah. to your gremlin. But if you're like, yeah. oh yeah, oh I love to do that. Oh that feels so good. Well I can't wait to do that. You know, that's when you're talking to your inner guidance. And there's, you know, I just gotta listen more. You know, because. Sometimes I get so beat up by my gremlins and saying, yeah, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. And then it's just like, ugh, 
Why do I do that? And then, you know, I do listen enough, so I do get some momentum forward. So it feels okay, but I'd rather, you know, like Tom was saying, feel it all the time and feel in this place of love and joy and nature, you know, connection and that kind of stuff. So just practicing being kind to myself and not listening to the gremlins and not letting them, you know, beat me up. You know. Good tip. Thank you for – and I don't think we can get enough of those tips because I think gremlins – they can spoil a lot of inner being, inner guidance parties. So even if we know this stuff theoretically, being able to live it, it is a skill. So thanks, Brent, for emphasizing that. Okay, anyone got anything else for us on this subject? Guest six says, Ming and Genesis call this month is on our unlimited nature. Ooh, that's going to be really good. Thank you for the reminder, guest six. That's and Dana. Brent had post. Oh, oh, Dana, thank you. I'm showing and, up in um, two ways here. It's really weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, auth- the name of the author of Creating Time, it's Marty, I don't know who, M-A-K-R-I-D-A-K-I-S. Makridakis. A very cool mm-hmm. last name. However, it's pronounced, it's very, very yeah. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. We will um, get unstuck with Nancy next month, or we'll, maybe we could schedule a special one because I don't think we all want to wait a month for that one. Um, thank you for your contributions and have fun with getting over whatever the fear is holding you back from in your job or your business. Big love, everyone. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.